What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a like. Like, comment on all the videos. Um, helps me out tremendously. Also, folks, if you are listening to this on the podcast, any podcast streaming service, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine, uh, five-star comment review means a lot. But first off, guys, let's get to our sponsor. Support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, folks, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped using this exclusive offer for you. Uh, 20% off on worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Folks, you guys aren't here to hear about the sponsors. You guys are here to hear about the uh, news that happened today. O'Shawn Mathis picks Nebraska over Texas. Guys, this was a Texas lean for the longest. Uh, if you know anything about O'Shawn Mathis, O'Shawn Mathis was a guy who was um, a second-team All-Big 12 performer in 2020 as well as 2021. Uh, 2020 in a COVID year, um, 10 games. He had eight sacks, I think 45 tackles, another 10 and a half, 12 12 tackles for loss, somewhere around there. Um, but also last year when people realized just how good he was, um, you know, his sacks went down to what, two, two and a half sacks, something like that. But he had 45 tackles, I think four or five tackles for loss. Um, but folks, um, if you go back and look at the tape, uh, him taking on double teams, um, teams running away from him, um, he didn't really have the opportunity to get uh, the pressure uh, that – we would want to see him have in 2020, but no excuses there. This is a pickup that Texas should have had. Texas brings in his old coach, Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson is the special assistant to the head coach. Uh, you know, so he uh, works hand in hand with Coach Sark and the rest of his team every day. Um, you know, he was a guy that recruited Mathis out of Maynard. And did I say Maynard? Yes, Maynard is right down the street from Austin, a 10, 15 minute drive. Uh, so his mom can see him play every other weekend when he's here. I mean, he didn't come to Texas. Uh, he ends up going to Nebraska. Nebraska. A lot of people are speculating, saying that it is the NIL money. I'm not sure exactly, you know, uh, the exact reasons, but I think we all understand that it is NIL. Um, however, this is a big deal for Texas. Um, Texas could have definitely used a guy like O'Shawn Mathis to apply some pressure to the quarterback. You guys got to, you know, you have to understand Mathis having eight sacks just just two years ago, finishing second team all Big 12. Um, only one player uh, over the past eight years has had eight or more sacks in season. And that was Charles Amenehu in 2018. You know, and guess what happened in that 2018 season, right? We had um, a 10 and four season, right? And so the next year you have a great pass rusher, a, a, a guy who was just all around the ball 24-7 in Joseph Asai in 2019 and also in 2020, Joseph Asai. Um, and guess what? Our team went eight and five one year and went seven and three in the COVID year, probably would have went eight and three. Um, yeah, so just 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 think about that for a minute. Uh, we go seven and three in the COVID year. We missed one game, which is the Kansas game. Let's say we win that game eight and three. But if this is a regular season, let's say we had a hard opponent that year. I forgot who we played. Yeah, it, it was LSU that year. Let's say LSU gets us. Is what it is. I think that we would have got LSU that year. But let's say LSU gets us that year. But we win the other two games. Guys, that's a ten win season. That's a ten win season. So, but I know if it's for fifth, we'd all be drunk right now. But um, yeah, I mean, just just to put things in context on this team and and just what it means to have a good pass rush. You have a decent pass rush on this Texas team. You're going to get eight wins. You know, um, a decent pass rush 
a guy like Charles Minnehue, a guy like Joseph Asai, um, elevates this Texas defense from being the 99th ranked defense in which they were last year in 2021 um, to an average defense. I think in 2018, they were the number 58th ranked defense in the country. I think in 2019, they were number 65th ranked defense in the country. I think in 2020, they were the number 61st ranked defense in the country, meaning that these guys, those were average defenses, but average defenses coupled with a really good offense yields a product that is going to put wins on the board and give your time basically to build up your defense um, as your offense is still doing their thing and over time that defense becomes what we want it to be which is a juggernaut we've had a great recruiting class here we brought in the guys like justice finkley we brought in guys like uh brown and aaron bryant uh zach swanson um you know uh christopher ross uh you know uh, we've brought in a bunch of players here on this defense man terrence brooks as well um, but we got to let these guys groom. We got to let these guys grow. You know, um, some of these guys need a couple years in the system. So we can't go out there and say, you know, hey, we're going to start Jamon Tap off the way. We're going to start Justice Finkel. No, these guys are going to have to be ready to play. Yes. I'm not saying that they don't have to be ready to play, but they're really going to have to be ready to play um, because guess what? Uh, the guy who we wanted that was going to be somebody who was going to put some kind of pressure on the quarterback this year, it's not going to be here. So we got to understand that at that jack position, a guy like Byron Sorrell, he's going to have to come in and do great things. And we've seen him flash. He flashed last year. He's flashed so far this year, especially like in the spring game, and he looks really good. Um, but we're going to need that steady production. Um, and we'll see what happens, folks. Um, but if you go back and look back, like I said, the only time that we've had somebody have eight or more sacks over the past eight seasons was Charles Menehue with nine and a half sacks in 2018. Now you got to go back a little bit further. 2013, we had two guys with eight sacks or more, and that was Jackson Jeffcoat, I think, with 13, and Cedric Reed with 10. Um, but even over the last nine seasons, last 10 seasons, Texas having three, three guys, three guys over the last 10 seasons, well, nine or 10 seasons. Yeah, last eight seasons. Let's just go to the last nine seasons. Texas has had three guys um, with eight or more sacks. Now let's look at the teams that are continuing that are continuously in the college playoff picture. Alabama over the last five seasons, not eight, not eight or nine seasons. Look, I won't even go that far. The last five seasons, Alabama's had eight, eight guys that had eight sacks or more. Okay, Clemson, they've had six guys that have had eight sacks or more. Over the last five seasons, Ohio State, four guys. So what Texas did in nine years, having three guys that have eight or more sacks, Ohio State had four guys in the last five years have eight or more sacks in the season. The only outlier in this whole thing is Georgia. Over the last five seasons, Georgia's had one person, one guy have eight or more sacks. That is the exception and not the rule. And the exceptions should be exceptions and the exceptions should not be the rule. Okay, so Georgia having that. Yes, they had a stout defense, 15 players drafted as of today for the 2022 draft, one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen assembled over this last season. But they are so predicated on stopping the run, and they get you down. Oh, my. They get you. They stop the run, and they they confuse you like no other team that we've seen. One of the best defenses we've seen in a long time in college football. Um, but Georgia is the outlier. Normally, when you're winning games here in college football, you are putting pressure on the quarterback. Putting pressure on the quarterback eases up everything. 
guy like O'Shawn Mathis here on this team would have done wonders. Put a little pressure on the quarterback, open some lanes up for, the, you know, for Demo, you know, O'Shawn to do his thing here as well. Open up lanes for Jalen Ford to have a great season as well. Get to the quarterback a little bit quicker so that your defensive backs have uh, just that extra split second to jump a route, get an interception, get a PBU. You know, that's what pressure does. It helps out the entire defense. Just doesn't stuff stuff stats for a player just doesn't do that yes the guy's gonna get his stats he's gonna look really well but it means a lot for the team in its entirety on the defensive side of the ball um if texas i think i did one stat where um texas averaged 68 plays a game okay alabama averaged 78 plays a game Uh, if texas gets into that range um, to where they are averaging 75 plays a game, which is seven more plays. Let's say one to one and a half more possessions a game. Um, that would have put Texas around the 25 to 30th ranked uh, team um, for plays plays per game. Uh, Texas last year, if I'm not mistaken, ranked, I think, 51st or 60th, somewhere in that range, between the 50 and 60 range of plays per game. Texas gets seven more plays per game. Guess what? That's a win. Okay, because that's an opportunity to get more points. We had six games, if I'm not mistaken, six games that were decided by one possession. So that five and seven could have could have really turned around and been eleven and one. It could have been, or it could have been ten and two. We were one possession away. So that's why it's important to have a guy to put pressure on the defense. I'm going to put pressure on the offense because guess what? That might be the one possession that Texas needs to get our guys back on the field, to get that electric offense back on the field, to get Xavier Worthy back in the field, Bijan Robinson, now Nayer back in the field, Billingsley, Jatavion Sanders, Roshan Johnson, Quinn Ewers or Hudson Carr, whoever's going to throw in the ball, gives them one more possession to go put some more points on the board. Texas averaged 35.5 points a game last year. 35.5 points got us five wins. If we do not put pressure on the quarterback and have a defense that is going to do their thing, Texas is going to have to average about 40 points a game, folks. And some people are saying that, hey, I'm exaggerating stuff. No, we averaged 35.5 points a game and won five games last year, folks. Now, like I said, these are one possession games. We get one more possession. Let's say we average between 38 and 40 points a game. We win some of these games. So, folks. It is what it is. We didn't get Mathis. We got to just continue to develop and groom folks. Uh, The portal's probably not going to be an option for us because the last day to get portal players is Sunday. Um, And today is Saturday. Um, So there have been been no uh, defensive ends that have entered the portal here today. Um, Or I'm not anticipating anybody tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, we're going to have to live with what we got. Uh, I think uh, we went all in on Mathis and we didn't get him. Um, so uh, there was no backup plan. Uh, I guess the backup plan is to continue to develop our players, which definitely have confidence at that jack position. Baron Sorrell, uh, Justice Finkley, Jamon Tap. These guys going to come in. These guys had to come in and ready to play, and we'll see what they do. Maybe a guy like Ojimo switches over to you know like to the jack position and does this thing as well. But I think this staff, just looking at what happened in the spring game and the practice reports that are coming out, uh, I think they understood that if they didn't get a guy like Oshawn Mathis, they're already making plans uh, to play bigger bigger alignment on the defense side of the ball, running a three three five, um, which is going to be a defense that that can definitely work for this. Uh, 
barring the talent that we have here at Texas at that uh, defensive end position in which O'Shawn Mathis would have been playing. Uh, but, hey, we didn't get him. It is what it is. Develop our players, guys. We're going to do good things here at Texas. Always, always have faith in this team, faith in Coach Stark, uh, faith in PK, and the rest of this defensive staff. But on that note, folks, man, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Horns up. Hook them all day long.